Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Hiking Podcast. I am your host, Brody Fry. Today, we got a special guest, a returning guest, actually. And this person's episode, I believe, is the most underrated episode that I have on this podcast. There is so much gold within this person's episode that if you haven't listened to it, please go give it a listen. And if you have listened to it, definitely go back and re-listen to it, please. It's awesome. It's a great episode. And I'm blown away that it didn't do better than actually all the other episodes because this episode is amazing. It's fantastic. So please go check it out again. It is episode number 10. So this episode is going to be very raw, very real. I'm going to be super open, honest, and vulnerable in this episode. I do my best to do that in every episode, but especially in this episode. This podcast, I really want to leave this, this honest growth, this honest progression of my life behind. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I want you to see who I am and where I'm at currently. And then as I grow to see that progression in as close to a real time frame as I can make it. So a lot of what I'll talk about, a lot about what I do talk about and a lot of what I'm going to talk about in this episode could be taken as embarrassing or something that a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable sharing if it, you know, if it was in their own personal lives, but I want to be totally open and totally honest, especially if this is a project that I want my children to look back on and see where I was at and how I got to that point. So I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I want it to be real and raw and for the listeners, take that how you want. I'm going to be real. I want to be a example. I want to, you know, when we, when I die, what I say here won't hurt me, won't affect me. And when you guys die, that worry of what people might say or think about me doesn't matter. None of that matters. So I'm just leaving this behind. I want I want to be real, open and honest, and I want to be an example for those that are here and those that'll listen. And when I go, this will still be here and people will still be able to listen in and see a real example of my life and what I left behind and the lessons that I learned. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. So that judgment and that fear of what people think of me, it's, I, I don't care because there's a, there's a bigger, there's a bigger image here. There's a bigger plan here. And I want to leave this behind. I want to provide my experience and knowledge in the most real way possible. So Think of this as you will, but I'm going to continue anyway. So I appreciate all of your support and thank you so much. 
and let's jump into this episode. Hey everyone, it's Brody Fry, and here we dive deep into difficult questions. We'll map out thoughts, theories, and crazy ideas for the love of knowledge and growth. So, how do we answer some of the mind's toughest questions? This is the Mind Hiking Podcast. Sweet baby. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. You're live. Oh, hi. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> You're so cute. You're a tired girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, I love you. I love you. <laughs> we got a room full of doggos, so as usual, I am so sorry for <laughs> the noise, the breathing, the whining. I know in... Uh, Steve Fry's episode, my dad, he, that episode, Bailey was just uncontrollably whining and I felt awful about it, but I'm mm. like, I want to get this episode out, but there's nothing I can do about this dog. She won't stop. She's clingy. <laughs> and like, if you try to get her out of the room, it's just like, she gets louder. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and it was just the two of us in the house, so. Yeah, you know, I never shut the door on if, Bailey alone. Yeah, yeah. If somebody was out there with her, then it would have been fine. But yeah, <sighs> the dog life. Love it. <laughs> okay, well, this episode, I do kind of have a, a direction I want to take this. Um, I want to dive into my a little bit about my past and then in a different sense, though, not not necessarily the sports that I played kind of thing, but... Um, you know, I want to get into some of the more life side of things and where, where we're going, the struggles and kind of, you know, where we want to be and where we're at now and the journey side of, you know, life, I guess. Uh, so I guess I will, well, actually, I want to also start off by just saying how the last episode we had was awesome, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, not the last episode, because you were a surprise guest on a bonus episode, too, Intuition. Yeah, that one. Yep. You're talking about that one, no, right? Not that, they're both awesome, but I'm referring to episode number 10. Oh, my first one? Yep, your first one. Really? Yeah, I liked a, Intuition better. <laughs> they're both fantastic. Okay, yeah, go check them both out, because, I mean, you're you're just killing it. Let us know. Yeah. We'll do a poll. I, I really think there's so much good stuff in like oh my goodness bailey (laughs) in the desk i know uh so much good stuff in the episodes that we do together and just the information and the like i feel like we bounce ideas off so nicely and there's Mm -hmm. like there's like a more it's just like you get it's it's so natural because i think there's you know it's a perfect balance of like the feminine masculine blend there because there's the spiritual side that you're more in tune with and Mm -hmm. then there's the more driven logical you know side of things that kind of i cater to more yeah so i think the blend and the balance between the two of us is is very beneficial which is you know the perfect partnership yeah (laughs) for success yeah i mean i feel like yeah you're very manly and i'm very girly 
and feminine so yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you're adorable uh so yeah i'm gonna take us back um kind of where i was from you know growing up on the farm well okay so i i've lived for over a year you know a year's time i've lived in four houses in my life and that was the house I grew up in mm-hmm. on the farm, my childhood house. And then when I was 17, I moved out and I was fortunate enough to live on the farm and we had multiple houses on the farm and one of those houses became available and at 17 I had moved out and into that house. And also I've always been like a very you know, I obviously work for the family business, but people kind of get a misconception about, you know, like I was given everything, but I had to, I was kind of forced to grow up really fast. Like at 17 years old, when I moved out, it was like, I move out to that house. And, um, and again, I was fortunate enough to have that house, but I mean, still, I learned really quick that there was a lot more expenses than just rent. You had like all the the electric bill, the utilities, the garbage, and all this uh, gas, and just keeping up on the house. Because like when Wi-Fi. I was living, with, yeah, that too. And but just keeping up on the house, like so, things as simple as soap, uh, laundry detergent, and uh, toilet paper, stocking the fridge, all of this stuff, I never had to struggle with until, you know, I moved out on my own. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll take the house. And then when I moved out, it was like a big hit. I was like, oh wow, there's a lot more hidden expenses here than I realized. Cause you know, it, it, all that little stuff adds up. So I was forced to grow up really quick. And then also like my own health insurance, all the vehicles, uh, auto insurance. I bought my two vehicles on my own. Everything was all by myself. Um, my first truck, I bought it uh, when I was 15, and it was a 2003 F-250. Then when I was uh, 17, it was before I got the house, I bought my second vehicle, and I still had my truck. I kept both of them, and I had a 1988 Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe, and that was a five-speed manual. It was a badass car, and then in 2017, I bought a brand-new uh KX250F, um, just for just for fun, and I also had a 2011 uh, KLX110L with a 130 big bore kit, ported polished head. It was a badass little bike, <laughs> but uh, plenty of toys, plenty of vehicles. Had the house, and really, I felt like it, it, what's funny is like I felt like I had life by the balls. Like I was like, this whole life thing is easy. I love it. I was. 18 years old, had my own house, had all of this stuff. And I had $10,000 in the checking account, $12,000 in stocks, $4,000 in savings. And, you know, you can judge me for that disbursement how you will. But, you know, looking back now, I would have divvied that up a little different. But the point is, I was doing pretty well at 17, 18 years old. And, I didn't have any 
fears or cares because I didn't really have any goals or plans at that point. So life was just happening. I worked hard and I didn't spend my money on, on little bullshit stuff. I saved it. And then when I wanted to get something cool, like a bike or like, I, I was good at the big purchases like that. And I always just paid them off. And, um, yeah, it was like, I felt I had no worries. So money just kind of like flowed to me and I was able to hang on to it. And, and then as life progressed, I started to think like, and my beautiful, lovely girlfriend (laughs) came into my life and she really got me thinking about what am I doing? Where am I going? What do I want to do? I remember you asking me like, what, what do you want to do with your life? And I'd never really given it that much thought. And that's when like the fear of what am I doing really hit me. And I was like, Oh no, what, what am I doing? Where am I going? Do I want to do more? And that's when it became difficult. And I felt this, the reason why I'm giving you this whole backstory uh, is just because I want you guys to understand and get this sense of at this point was where I believe that I formed a barricade or a blockade in my heart, may, possibly, or my soul, where... All right, that's uh, that's my good good boy guard dog there, Baron. He... Uh, he had to go yell at the UPS guy real quick. So um, I was going to cut that, but Katie says leave it in. I do. <laughs> Definitely leave it in. It's character, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And Baron doesn't get many words in on this podcast. So that's no, cool. it's only ever Bailey. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, all right. Baron made the podcast. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually Baron's episode, not, yes. not mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where I was at was. Like, I feel like I formed, at that point in my life, I feel like I formed this kind of block in my in my heart. I don't even know if it was like the heart. It was, I, I feel like a soul, the soul would be a better way to put it because that's where I found, you know, what I built up to start crumbling. And I kind of like felt like I was falling apart. And I feel like that age is kind of a good, strong developmental age. And I really started learning a lot about life at this point in my my life. And I really had to grow up fast. And I ended up getting into a, kind of a family argument and had to leave the farm and... Thankfully, I had Katie by my side, and I was 21, you were 19, right? Yeah. And we moved down to a house in Chicago, which Mm -hmm. was... My grandpa's house. Yes, your grandpa's house. He was fine. He was just moved into a a retirement home, so the house was just not being lived in, so you were keeping it. Nice and running. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But in the city, it is very expensive. And now on top of that, I went from, you know, 
living where I worked to now traveling. Well, and this too, I, before, before we left the property, I did get a new job and I'm still at the current job. And yeah, so now I was, and it was across the street, literally. And that's, that was one of the bigger reasons why I was like, I saw they were hiring and I was like, oh, that'll be nice. Like a 30 second commute time. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so now I'm, I'm commuting like an hour and 10 minutes on top of super expensive living costs. Mm. And, and I had to, you know, I'm tapping into my savings all. And, and most of the time we were at my grandpa's house, it was during COVID. So hours, hours were, were extremely cut. cut. I wasn't yep. working my, cause I'm a hairstylist so that yep. we weren't essential workers. So everything shut down. And personally, I, not to talk about finances, but I didn't get any of the, um, what was it called? The reimbursement for during COVID. Oh or the, yeah. That bullshit. That yeah. I, uh, so I was making zero basically. And then yeah. you have hours cut yep. while paying for everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, Oh, the stimulus check. That's what that that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. I blacked it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I switched bank accounts too at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause I, cause the bank that I had was only up where I had lived. There was only yeah. that, that like two or three locations up here. So I had to switch banks too. I switched banks before the stimulus check. So I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause I, cause I didn't have the same account. And, uh, then yeah, we, I find myself tapping into it. I, so I feel like I built this like blockade or barricade and this is kind of where this all happened. Like I started thinking about life and boom, all this stuff just happens and tapping into savings and stuff. And, um, and it's dwindling fast and, uh, and I, we were, we were struggling hard, especially with, with the commute. And, um, that was really rough. We were there and we, I started to rekindle my relationship with, uh, my family and my father. And then, um, after so long, you know, it just became, you know, financially infeasible to remain there. And we had a sit down and we actually went camping and just got away, mm-hmm. had a, had a sit down and just decided to move back onto the farm, but mm-hmm. in the same house that I grew up in with my father, because now the house that I had was already being rented out. So mm-hmm. I couldn't go back there and, so we moved back in with my dad and then started saving up some money. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was 23 years old yep. and saved up some money. And uh, I still had my uh, a, I still had my stocks. I never touched those at that point. And uh, then we bought a house. And I bought my first house at 23 years old and sold it seven months later. Mm-hmm. It was, go ahead. Oh, I no, I just was going, mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yep. yeah. And then 
it was like within a month after that we bought the second house. So I bought, sold, and bought again a house at 23 years old. Can we say why we bought the house? Sure, yeah. Because we flipped it. Yes. Just so people know that we didn't just buy a house and then after some months we're like, peace out, don't want this house. We did it to flip the house, which was a great learning lesson. There was a lot of um, great things about it and a lot of bad things. There was a lot of great moments, a lot of fights, a lot of all of that that comes with anything that's like a big learning growth lesson in your life. Normally they say when you're feeling the most down or you feel like life's hitting you the hardest is when the most growth is happening too. And it definitely was during that period of time of life for the both of us. And we learned from it. And thankfully, we I feel like we broke even, right? Oh, so we, regardless, we, yeah. we broke even and had a little we, bit more. We, well, the, yeah, we made money. Barely. Mm-hmm. Barely. barely. It was, yeah, we definitely didn't lose it's money. It's better than it. losing money. <laughs> right. Especially for 23 years old, our first house. And I didn't know, like, I, I didn't know anything. Like, obviously, I've been, like, mechanically inclined. So I am good at figuring stuff out. Yep. But... You know, there was so much electrical, like, the, there was, like, light switches that would, like, turn on the light but off the refrigerator, and everything was just fucked. <laughs> and so me and my buddy JJ, we had, we went in there, and we were just, we rewired the house and the plumbing. We had to pull pipes out of the wall and literally just just auger these things out all the way out to the street just to clear the pipes out because it wasn't draining. There was a flood underneath the kitchen sink and we ripped out the floor in the bathroom and retiled it. I replaced the vanity in the bathtub and repainted the entire house. We redid the whole floor in the basement. It was a full-size floor in the basement. There was a spot where there was mold uh, mm-hmm. in the basement from flooding from the kitchen there. And we had to cut the wall out and re-drywall it. And I learned all of this as we replaced all the appliances. All of this I've never done before. And we just did it. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great learning experience. And it was a struggle. It was hard. But, um, yeah, I mean, we learned so much. And, and then we sold it. So this is why we did it. Yeah, to flip it. But we wanted a nice, beautiful house. And we couldn't afford it at the time. What we could afford was a super shitty house that was an hour away. It mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was it was a long drive, but it was very cheap, rough shape, but it was big. It was a big house, so it had a lot of potential, and it was right next to a school. Mm-hmm. The location was great, right next the to neighborhood a neighborhood. Was store. nice. Yeah, it was a nice neighborhood, but the house was the ugliest house in the neighborhood. It was so beat up, so run down, and we got it. I I lowballed them, and they accepted and. It was awesome. So we we fixed it up, and mm-hmm. I now know what I should have done. You know, in real estate, I should have focused on the bathroom. We re- we completely redid Don't the bathroom. Share those secrets. Oh, the secrets. Yeah, the real estate secrets. I and I was reading so many real estate books, and and just you know, I I wanted to rent it actually for a while, but then I was like, you know, I just want to get a nice house for us. And I don't want to. Well, so there was a lot of issues too. And with us financially, you were kind of like, I would rather us sell it and be able to use it to buy our next house than us try and rent it. And then things go wrong because we haven't had the house for long and we don't know what else is going to go out and we can't afford it for renters. So, well, and that was the plan I was getting to too, because we, wanted a nice house and this was our way of affording a nice house is we 
bought a shitty house, fixed it up, flipped it, and put that money all towards the down payment for our current house. Yeah, I do think it's kind of funny, though, like f- like full circle things or things in your life that happen that you're like, oh, like that's so weird because, I mean, we flipped that house to get our house now, which is more north from where we were. And then now that house that we flipped when we went there, it was a whole new area. We've never been there. It's an hour away. And now I'm there all the time because it's near where I work now. And I started working at the place I work now because of this area and was like, I'm kind of close to Wisconsin. So let me look around the area and see what places and, and just the fact that everything kind of fell into place. And then sometimes when I'm driving around that area, I'll pass the places of like the home, the home Depot or the Menards that we went to and the DQ that we would no that was a DQ or was it? Yeah, we went DQ or was it Sonic? Both both but like i pass those places and i like remember us stopping there to get food before we'd stop at the house and i just think it's funny that like we would go after you would work till uh, also guys like we were working so he would work till 5 5 30 and then we would leave and drive an hour just to spend two hours to go paint or fix whatever and then drive home and we did that almost like every day for the longest time and i think it's funny now because i'm like oh i like make that drive every day now yeah and i felt i felt guilty i'd be like take out one day off one weekday off mm-hmm. uh not of work i'd still go to work but then like i'd get home from work and, and be i'd be like, like so tired i'm so tired i can't go out to the house to paint it or or fix it up or anything like i'm just gonna take it and like but it was like every single day other than mm-hmm. like here and there a couple times and, and also we were we did stuff by like me and you or even just you but also we had a lot of friends that would come and help too. So if there was like a project that you knew was like the next step to work on and you were so exhausted and you know no one else was coming with you, even like me, like I'm help, but I'm not much help when it comes to certain <laughs> things like, you know, carrying a refrigerator or something or moving something around. I would just look pretty, play music and paint. Um, <laughs> that Like if it was something like heavy duty or electrical or like stuff like that and it was yep. just you, you would be like, I'm exhausted and it's just me. So I feel guilty and we're missing out on a day, but like, I feel like it's smarter for us not to waste the gas and go, you know? Yep. Yeah. That was a huge expense too, is just the fuel to Mm -hmm. commute out there. And, and another huge expense too, is just purchasing tools because a lot of these, Oh, and then the, all the doors, we replaced all the doors, even the reframed the exterior door, front and rear door. Didn't we also get a new bathroom vanity too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We completely redid the whole Mm -hmm. bathroom and yeah, we did so much. We learned so much, but I had to buy a whole set of tools that I never thought I'd need. And, um, and yeah, it was just such a major learning experience. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm, I'm, and it was a large struggle, but I'm so grateful for that because I learned so much. And again, just another time where it forced me to grow up really fast. Mm-hmm. And I I just want to give a quick shout out, a quick thank you so much for my dad, Steve Fry, because this would not have been possible without him because he provided the living space for us. And mm-hmm. in this period of time, he knew that we were struggling. And when we moved back in with him, he yeah. wasn't charging us rent. No. And no questions asked either. Yeah, no questions asked either. He took us right in and And me. Yeah. Yeah, both of us. And with with the dog too because originally when I was living there, Baron wasn't with right. us and then when I moved into that other house, uh I got Baron and then now we're back. I got Katie with me and a dog, <laughs> Baron. So 
he took us in no questions asked and no rent and you know i uh, that flipping this house wouldn't have been possible without without that support that he provided so thank you so much dad i love you but uh <laughs> yeah so we flipped that place and then we searched did some more and and i remember like all the like the real estate agent on the the buying side and my lawyer their lawyer and uh the loan officer they're all just like 23 years old you're way too young to be selling a house like it's one thing to be buying but selling a house at 23 <laughs> mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy so then bought that next this house that we're currently in and we love it and and it's just like there's still if and this is what I was talking about in the opener there's I'm going to be raw open and honest but that barricade, I feel is I'm still working on it. Um, like I, to kind of come full circle here is when when I felt like I had the world by the balls, life by the balls. It was like I didn't have a care in the world, and I didn't have anywhere that I planned on being or going. It was just I was living life and just enjoyed it in the moment. And I was just kicking ass. I didn't have worries or fears or anything. I just did what I wanted and everything was working out. I wasn't looking ahead to the future at what I wanted to do or becoming, and I think this is the key, but becoming attached to outcomes that I wanted. And now... I find myself becoming attached to outcomes that I want and especially time frames that I want and I find it to be more draining and I'm I'm struggling more you know more now that I'm becoming attached to to expectations I have these expectations that and now I I like let my or I become let down when these expectations don't you know, yeah. manifest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I do, and I do feel like personally, I mean, we're young. I mean, I'm 23 and you're 25, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to double check, but, um, I just feel like also during this time of our age, we're so young, but yet there's so much we want to accomplish. And also we feel like time's going by so quick. Cause I personally do really feel like time goes by really quick. And, um, it's like that clock that everyone, I feel like it hits you once you're like 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's weird. Yeah. I think it's different for each individual and depending on how their life is going and what struggles they're thrown into also where life hits them because there are people that are totally fine like up until their 40s, 50s where, you know, they don't care. But um, other times you see young individuals that are forced to grow up quick. And then other, other people are like 30 years old. They're like, okay, I should probably start getting this thing together kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's different for everybody else, but, um, or every individual, I mean, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, I mean, I, I always had like a, a spark of wanting to be in just dreams at a young age of wanting to be successful in my own eyes and I just never really put too much effort and thought into it until you came around and and you really sparked me Mm -hmm. to 
to start driving. This is when all this change happened. And I think all of this is necessary for success. And these are lessons that I'm learning. I'm like sharpening my tools right now. And, and, and I'm, I'm not being, being completely honest here. I'm not where I want to be. I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but that's, that's good. I mm-hmm. set your goals high and I'm, I'm growing and I'm learning. And this is all skills that I need to know now while I'm young. And, you know, I'd much rather learn all this stuff now than, than when I'm getting too old. And, uh, this is all just, you know, part of the journey, part of the path and part of finding success. Yeah. I also feel like to tie it into relationships too. a lot of people, I feel like it's very common nowadays for people to be so quick to judge like people that they're dating or, you know, for them to do something and to instantly be like, ew, no, or we're done or be very much like that. And I can fully say like me and Brody have been together for almost four years. It's going to be four years next month. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like our relationship is a great example of patience, um, unexpected, because from where we started, <laughs> I would, it's I still but, to this day, like, I'm like, I'm with him. That's, like, <laughs> well, and this is, this is the reassurance that I need is ever since we started dating, life has, it's been, it was so steady. But once we started dating, like, my life became so, volatile and roller coastery and you stick around Mm -hmm. you stay we've gone through a lot of shit it's just been insane (laughs) it's like oh my goodness but the thing is is i feel like me and you constantly want to jump off bridges sometimes but on the other hand i'm joking i'm joking but i'm not joking um but also on the other hand i feel like this is this was what my point was is there's so many things that people are so quick to stop but it's like it's like the day-to-day of like even the sim like the things you don't even think that could change like for example like this might be too much information but like the way we kiss Mm -hmm. is not the same we did when we first started dating you know like it's just like the way that we talk to each other you playing guitar but when we first started dating like Mm -hmm. you would have never like you didn't even connect to music and i was very like in the music because like we talked about in that episode like my family and stuff but like it's crazy like me and you have gone through so much we've gone through so many life changes so many different stages so many different stages of our relationships as people all of that we have two dogs now Mm -hmm. you know we got our puppy literally the week after we got our house um but we had a deposit on her like months yeah we were worried there were some issues with closing and we were worried we weren't going to close on the date that we were going to have like this little puppy at his dad's house before we closed on the house yeah Yeah. um but still we've gone through through so much and but we've both grown for the better so much you know even like when we first started dating like i didn't listen to audible but i would read some books and i would read some stuff like that you didn't read at the time and so then you actually got me hooked on audible and me and you are constantly listening to audible all the time and always you gotta listen to this book yeah yeah and self-improvement books which i i would read i would get like the self-improvement stuff but i got i never really got into certain self-improvement books and you got me into those i was pretty heavy into the financial side and like the especially after flipping the house i got into big into real estate yeah mine was more just like 
oh, how to self-care, go take a bubble bath, go do this, (laughs) do this monthly, go on detoxes, go on. Like I would do, I would read a lot of that stuff, but then you got in more like the financial side, rich dad, poor dad and and maximize profits and and all (laughs) of those stuff. And that got me into it. Just like when, before we started dating, I knew nothing about stocks or finances or anything. And I actually was kind of interested in it, but it wasn't really a topic my family talked about. Mm. And your family was very open about finances and stocks and growth and all of that. So you actually taught me a lot of that stuff and balancing that stuff and putting my money into that and would show me the stocks that you use and like all of that, that it like opened my eyes to that part that I feel like the things that I lacked, you were really good at. And the things that you lacked is what I have or I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But but also what I'm saying is, is like when you're with someone like I'm going to be completely honest here. I, and I've said this to you, but like my relationship track record in the past, I have not always, I've been broken up before, but like, I've always been the one to break up with my partners. Like I've always been the one where I know when I'm done, I'm done. Like I have always had that have had that i've had that switch and i gotta make sure i'm on the top of my game stop stop but i'm saying like i tell this to my mom my dad i might cry ignore me but i've told this to so many people where like i know you're my soulmate because i don't have that like even in our worst our worst time and we are not talking or we are just going through it because people need to know that like some people might look at us and be like, oh, they're perfect. We're not. Like, we go through so many ups and downs, but I know that at my worst, when I am feeling so upset about something you said or you did, the person I want to talk to about it and the person I want to go to about it is you. And I feel like that means so much because I don't want to hide and I don't want to spend time at work and get away from you. When I'm upset with you, I want to talk to you and figure it out. And oddly, I want to... I want to be comforted by the person that makes me feel the safest in the whole entire world. Even if you're the one who's causing the pain for some reason, you know? And I just feel like that says so much. And if you have that person and you are in a society where like, you know, they're not perfect and your partner made you cry and run your mascara or anything. And so people are like, just break up with them and you'll find someone better. You need to trust your gut knowing that you don't want to leave. Don't leave because people change and they grow and where we were a year ago months ago is not who we are now and we're growing rapidly even if life seems very dark and like a roller coaster and sometimes again like we just we like are frustrated with each other or little things like that that's so natural even in the moment it causes you so much pain and just to listen to yourself and I do think a really good way to look at it is um Again, in the past in my relationships, like if someone upset me, I'd be like, fine, bye. And I would leave and I wouldn't want to be around them if we couldn't talk it out. I wouldn't want to be around them and I'd go away. And for some freaking reason, I just can't not want to be away from you. Like I'm so needy with you. Like I just like when we're in a fight, I get so frustrated because the person I want to turn to when I'm upset is you. (laughs) And if we're not talking, I'm like, Sorry, you guys don't see this. I'm blinking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like sitting there like blinking my eyes, like uh, processing. Like, but you guys can't see that. I forgot. But yeah, it's just like, just knowing that. Like, that's just how I know. 
like no matter through like the ups and the downs and we went through covid together there was you know i threw my phone during covid and we had many <laughs> fights there were some computers that got smashed sometimes me and you it was anyone who a fist accidentally went through the screen of a computer. yeah it's fine it's totally fine but the thing is is like people like so many people didn't even survive covid they couldn't even stand each other during covid but the one thing is is i feel like me and you never wanted space during covid during all the times we were together it was more of just like frustratedness where of like i didn't go out and see anyone and then you would go out to work and it, like it was just like um it was just, i'm i was a bitch like oh i like goodness. i was yeah. though hey i can own it and say it though like because i was i was so overwhelmed with what was going on in the world and we were in chicago when all the rioting was happening when yeah. all of that i was getting text messages from my parents yeah. being like lock your doors yeah. like be I careful had, yeah, somebody robbed it's my scary. truck too yeah you Broken know that it was just such a overwhelming time that it was very hard it we we got through it and mm -hmm. we got through it with honestly it wasn't easy but we did we got through it with grace and we still had smiles on our face yeah. with no matter what life threw at us and i just you know we've we've gone we've gone through yeah a that's lot. life that's being humans like we are humans we're not going to sit here and and say Oh, you got to find the life partner that's going to be perfect for you and never makes you. If, if you're not getting upset with this person, then they're either not human or they're bottling something up because we are human beings. We all have emotions and you need to find somebody that you can be honest with. Mm hmm. And I love you. Thank you I so much you. for saying all that. Uh -huh. You're so sweet. <laughs> I've always told him this too, because I know in the past we all have like our own things that we go through. And I always tell him my negative thing about me and my positive thing about me it's something that people would cherish but something that also people would be like oh god is that i think out loud so like how i feel i can't bottle anything up i can't lie about anything like i literally I have always been told I'm a horrible liar. My parents would always be like is that a katie story growing up because like <laughs> if i was a kid and like trying to like get a sleepover at my parents house or like trying to like get trying to like get a sleepover and be yeah. like well so-and-so's parents said or like and they'd be like is that true katie like i've mm -hmm. never been able to do anything like that so i just like i i can't i i can't even act like i'm horrible at like trying to play practical jokes on people without laughing or like giving it away like i'm so bad at that but also another thing is is i think out loud and when something's upsetting me it's super obvious and i have to say something about it like i can't keep things in mm -hmm. which sometimes is a bad it's a bad thing it can be very overwhelming for myself and the other party but on the other hand like at least i can always say for friends for family for partnerships for anything like i always say what's on my mind so if we're in a bad place you'll know because yeah. i will tell you not like i'll act a certain way i will tell you like this upset me or i didn't like that you said this or you know anything like that i'll talk about it i even had that recently with my dad i love my dad and we talked it through but like yeah. i voice things things bother me and i don't let it stew because once it because it'll stew and mm -hmm. i just voice it and i want to get it figured out and i want to get it fixed yeah. and i just feel like that's so important with any relationship is really the communication because you're both human you're both growing and also again like i said i don't like being mad at people i don't like playing games i don't i've never been that way so i just i would prefer you knowing how i'm feeling and knowing what upset me or what just anything like i just i don't know i just 
I, I think out loud. I talk to myself in the car. Like That's a sign of intelligence. I do. I was ha- having a conversation with my coworker the other day as we were driving. And, and it was actually funny because I was just like, she said something like, good job, good job. And I was like, oh, I talked to myself too. And she like said in the context where she was like, I actually don't. But, and I was like, oh, crap. Well, I talk to myself. Yeah. I'll be driving on the road and I'll like do something or make a right or like I'll make a decision like, you know what? We're going to go here and I'll talk to myself like yeah. we're going to go here. And I'm like, Katie, it's just me in the car. Like, hmm. relax. It's I, not we. It's I. But I really think that's also a good sign of like me being on a team with myself yeah, too, connectedness if that makes sense. And, yeah, and honesty with yourself and yeah. just being able to it's not be like i think someone else is in the car with me yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's to myself <laughs> yeah. yeah i no. promise that's that's cool <laughs> to be able to like give yourself advice because then you can grow with yourself yeah that's yeah, a special special trait so yeah it sure is special nothing to, <laughs> no, stop it nothing to be nothing to be ashamed of it's it's a beautiful thing but uh i do want to kind of bring this back a little bit that was a oh, beautiful sorry beautiful uh tangent no it was awesome and i love you so much i appreciate you i love you um but kind of the gist of where i was going with you know just rambling about myself uh in the beginning was what i'm learning from this and this is an ongoing process and i believe it forever will be but you have to learn to detach yourself from outcomes that you want to create flow in your life. Because when you attach yourself to outcomes and it means the world to you, like if you think of something that you want and and then somebody asks you, what happens if you don't get that? Or what happens if you if that doesn't happen? And you say that that would that would be terrible. That'd be awful. I, I don't know what I would do if this didn't happen for me then that means that you got that emotional attachment and you're blocking yourself. That's a barricade in your life that you need to open up. If you can detach yourself, but maintain a clear goal, not to get confused. You want to maintain a clear goal without attachment. If you can have a clear goal with detachment, that's what opens you up to flow. And, and if, you know, if things don't work out the way that you plan with your goals, having that detachment is a beautiful thing because you're not attaching yourself to failure. You, you completely eliminate failure because it's a marathon at this point. I mean, everybody's heard of this. Life isn't a sprint. It's a marathon, but Mm -hmm. If you're detaching yourself from failure, you're making it more of, for like a dirt bike term, like if you're going through a whoop section and you wear out your legs, you're just like, it, and it hurts, you could, like, if you don't hit something that you want in your life, you know, expending energy, like going through a whoop section, you could consider as a failure just because you lost energy going through that. But it's not, it's just part of, the process or like in golf, like if you tee off and you don't hit the green, even if it's a par four or five and, and you call that a failure because you didn't hit it in the hole in the first shot, then it's like, 
it's it's part of the journey. You could still break a record that was just one shot. And you're not you got to eliminate the failure cuz you're not going for you know these quick life isn't quick races. It's you got to go for the long-term win. You're building yourself up for a for a greater cause and and each time something doesn't work out, it's not that it doesn't work out. That's wrong. You're going for the long-term victory. Mm-hmm. And and it's a process that you're constantly going through. So this is I'm I suppose I'm preaching as I'm learning. I'm mm-hmm. going I want to share with you as I'm learning. And that's what this I say that all the time. That's what this podcast is all about. But <laughs> really, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do here is grow with, you know, share my growth as I go, share what I'm learning as I go. And that way, people that look back on this can see where I'm at and how I got there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's an exciting thing. And, and that's why I love doing I have so much fun doing this podcast. Just I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy listening back on episodes and just you know years from now I know I'm gonna just be so grateful that I did this and be like this is so cool to hear myself so young (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's what it's all about and I I know I'm I'm going the right direction I just gotta detach I'm I'm nowhere near where I want to be right now and I I find myself actually struggling more than ever but I'm detaching myself from these what I want and and that's why I think I was you know, where I was at when I was so young, I had so much going for me and I was so well off because I didn't have any attachment to anything that I, you know, I just lived life. And then once I started attaching myself to, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. And I have this like rush in my mind of, I have to do this by this age. And I like force myself to do all these things and then just think I'm a failure for not achieving it that, you know, now you're just putting that failure mindset in your head and you're just blocking yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is a process that I'm learning, but you know, it's I'm still young enough that it's a good time to be learning it. <laughs> Can I chime in really quick yes. too? I just wanted to say um again, I'm of course I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> totally my episodes. But also anyone who resonates resonates, no, resonates, resonates with this. Yeah. Um I personally am religious and I wouldn't necessarily I really I'm like non-dominational like my connection with God is my connection with God like Mm -hmm. I can go into any church I kind of just have my connection it's it's my connection and I can feel it and Mm -hmm. I get it and but it's not necessarily really labeled anything and um I would say something that has really really helped me is that God always has a plan and the most important thing is his what what's meant for you is God's divine timing. So like, yeah, you want something and it could be meant for you, but God knows the right timing. So just because you say you want it in a year, God's timing is more important. He knows when you're supposed to have it. And so also knowing that if something doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Also, he has the best timing and knowing to live with his truth compared to my truth knowing that again like if there's a job opportunity that you really want and you think you're gonna get it and then someone else gets it not thinking that was supposed to be mine but being like 
God has something better for me. Or someone walks out of your life. If that's what God wants, that's what's supposed to happen. Like they might come back. Who knows? Maybe we need that growth period of time. And then all of a sudden we'll be on the same path of life together. Like it's just telling myself that no matter gets thrown my way or what happens knowing that God has a plan for me and it's God's timing. And something that I've been doing recently is I'm not very good at like Bible quotes or keeping up with the Bible or anything. And I feel like part of the reason is I'd always start from the beginning of to, you know, good old Adam and Eve. And then I would stop because <laughs> I would yeah. be like, this is a lot. And I would read the same parts and be like, this is a lot. And I would stop because that's a big old book. Um, it's a lot. So you can get very overwhelmed. And so what I do is I try and the, read the Bible at least once a week. I know, um, it's all about just even if you take like now it's gotten to the point where I feel like I just talk to God all the time. I don't pray like I don't pray, but in a way of praying, Same I'll be like, yeah, like yeah. if something good happens, I'll be like, oh, God, thank you. Or like yeah. if something bad happens, I'll be like, God, <laughs> watch hey, over me. Thank you for this lesson. Yeah. Or like, you know, <laughs> like or even just like, God go get her or like, or like stuff like that. Like just like, I just find myself talking and that's okay. Some people are yeah, so focused on praying cool. being a Ooh. thing, but really prayer is just having that connection with God. And I, at least then I'm at least praying like five hours in a day. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I look up and talk a lot, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, um, I feel like one thing that's really helped for me is instead of trying to read the Bible and read through it all, what I do is I just for a second, if I have time, I'll do it in my car or I'll do it at home just for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I'll literally go, God, whatever lesson you want to teach me, show me in the Bible. Just show me in the Bible. And you don't realize how great. And every time I do, every time I read the Bible for 10 minutes, I always literally take on the day like so amazing. I'm in like the best mood. Everything yeah. makes sense. And the thing is, is whenever I open up the Bible, it's always to a passage that makes sense to where what's going on in my life right yeah. now. And it's exactly what I need to hear. It's exact. Like even sometimes I share it with like you or like I'll share it with yeah. Anita or like yep. stuff like that where I'll be like, look at this. Yeah. Look what I just flipped to. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like yeah. stuff like that, where I just feel like that's really helped and like changed my life and has helped me detach in a way of mm-hmm. not only telling myself like, Cause I know I, you got to work hard for what you want, but on the other hand, knowing that there's always a bigger plan and even looking back and reminding myself like what I have imagined four years ago, dating Brody Fry. No, <laughs> never, ever thought that was never going to be an opportunity oh or a chance or anything. Um, but I waited my sweet time and God rewarded me and was like, no, he's yours. Um, but also <laughs> like, even just like, a year from now where I am like I would have never imagined me being where I am now or having the opportunities I have now and reminding myself like things happen for a reason and also things come into our life that we would never predict or expect so you gotta know that God has divine timing and things happen to you for a reason and there's always good that's coming your way and progress doesn't look up it does not look like a straight shot up. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be twists and turns. You're going to have your, you're going to be upside down in the roller coaster for a while and you're going to feel like you're going to throw up and you want to cry and you want to just get off this ride. Like you're so over it. But then it goes up and the end of the ride happens and then you're like, I want to do it again. Like, you know, like it's, that's just how progress is. And you got to know that it's not a straight liner and it's not up and it's not down. It's literally a roller coaster up and down. And I think that also shows like, with our relationship, if there's a roller coaster and it's rocky, some people are so quick to just hop off the ride, but we didn't and look at the growth that we've had now and how different we are and how 
just we would have never pictured ourselves you're looking at me and i'm yeah. trying not to cry i was just about um, to, I, I was <laughs> i'm about trying to not to cry you're oh looking at goodness. me and you're making eye contact with you're me and so it's making pretty. me want to shake no i was just about <laughs> to say something too is i love recording these episodes with you because you can go these whole this whole time she's been talking she's been staring straight into my eyes like that it's <laughs> you're so beautiful like just that you can you can go on this huge like topic and just discuss all of this while staring right in my eyes that i love recording with you because it's like we can look right into each other's eyes while we're talking and it's it's really cool no i'm not for the rest of the episode because oh i'm all flustered goodness you're so cute <laughs> i love you but actually i do want to uh go back to the beginning of of when you started talking too because there was a golden key that you Ooh. were talking about that i think kind of got glossed over a little bit because you said so much good stuff there but the the key that I wanted to kind of resurface is like when you're talking about going or reading the Bible and just like starting and then getting discouraged because it's just a thick bitch. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, yeah, but just the fact that you would, you know, chip away at it, chip away at it a little by little. And, you know, every day you'd read a little bit here and there and like, not just from start to finish, but like, jump around and find what works for you kind of thing. But the golden key there is that just step by step, it becomes inevitable. Mm -hmm. And that's with anything in life. You know, you make a step, one step consistently over time, it becomes inevitable. And that's, that goes for success too. You know, you pick what you want to do, you know what you want and, you start walking towards that, it is inevitable. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Just the tough thing too as humans is just to get the time frame out of your mind and keep moving. Yeah. (laughs) Okie dokie. That was powerful. Again, every time I have you on, it's just such a powerful episode. I really feel called to tell this story really quickly. Sorry, I know we need to wrap up the episode. No. But I just want to show the inevitability of you not predicting what's going to happen. So a little story about me and Brody. (laughs) I met him when I was in beauty school. Um, My last name's Franz. His is Fry. His sister was in my class. And so her last name is Fry. And so I, you know, was we had our men's cut practical. And, you know, my dad and my brother, my brother, no hey no <laughs> no my dad and brody got it's bro okay yeah. i was thinking family um Bro-der. my dad and brody <laughs> no my and your steph's brother but yeah. my dad and brody were um ironically in the waiting room together don't even know each other brody went and got his men's cut and then i didn't even see him i was so focused on my dad's hair because he had like the most difficult hair to cut ever so he was like the worst model to bring we the sat, best it and was the a, worst it was the waiting room full of people and we sat next to each other on the couch i think yeah I told you that. Yeah. yeah and so then um i didn't get to see brody but then steph's like or you know steph and one of our classmates mikey's like her brother's so hot you need to see a photo of him <laughs> and i'm like um okay let me see this guy and I go I'll and look. Be the judge of that. Yeah. And I go and she shows me a picture and I'm like, Steph, your brother's really cute. And um, I remember the first thing I noticed with your smile. So then <laughs> later on down the road, then you get another haircut by her. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. And uh, you were just super sweet, super nice. Like, you know, I was 
being like i love your sister kind of thing because we were i was super close with her and um you were just like super sweet super smiley like thank you and just like just just super super sweet and super nice it's like the only way i can say it and um i remember going to steph and being like dude like I don't even want to date anyone. And for some reason, I really like your brother. Like, like I re- like I kid you guys not. Like, I got out of a bad relationship. It was for a while. Like, I was single. And I just, I did not like boys and men. I, like, just didn't. I mean, I, I dated. But, like, I just, I wanted to focus on myself and my career. And for some reason, this man, I, like, was rethinking my whole life story. Like, I didn't know what to do. And so I talked to Steph. And I'm like, Steph, what can I do to, like, talk to your brother and she was like oh i'm sorry like he's got a house and dog and he's with someone and they've been together for like years so they're probably gonna get married and i'm like shit okay (laughs) that's the end of that story then i literally don't do anything like i literally am just like okay out of my mind like that sucks okay (laughs) anytime he shows up i'm going to lunch i am (laughs) because this man makes me flustered and like i'm super nervous and so then i would like always walk away and everything and so i'm told that so like that's the end of that story that's like okay i absolutely was adored this man and wanted to be his girlfriend and okay that's the end of that and then I have a morning. It's our first final day. I It's like an intense day. I'm doing a lot of studying. I'm on the highway. I get rear-ended. I'm running late. It is a horrible morning for me. And then I have Miss Steffi Fry like, come sit by me, come sit by me. And at this time, me and her didn't really talk. So I'm like, okay, sure. Like, okay, I will. And so I go sit next to her and we're taking our test. And, you know, like, I'm just like, okay, what's going on? And then that's when she goes, just so you know, my brother's single. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Why are you telling me this? What? What? <laughs> and so then um, it wasn't that day, but it was like two days later is when all of a sudden I have everyone from beauty school. I have Nick. I have Steph. I have everyone messaging me being like, oh, Brody's going to message you. Brody's going to message you. He thinks you're so cute. Brody's going to message you. And then as I'm like at the mall with my best friend, I get a message in, the, in my Instagram from Brody Fry being like, hey, how's it going? You want to go on a date? <laughs> Yeah, I said it just like that. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, you were like, (laughs) I am Brody. You probably did. No, I'm joking. But it was just, it's just crazy. Like, I'm telling people this because. Would you mind if I added you on Snapchat? That's literally, yeah. (laughs) Even though it's in your bio with your username, do you mind if I add you? Fuck. And I remember literally you sent me that message and this is so dramatic, but I literally remember I just like sat on the floor at Forever 21, just like, what? And... Um, I think it just really shows like I completely would have never pictured and us being on a date. And then I remember (laughs) our first date, literally you were like, okay, whenever she's ready to date, I'll date her. And then in my head, I'm like, whenever he's ready to date, I'll date him. But for now I'll be his friend. And this whole back and forth thing of like us waiting for the other one to like say that we were ready. And then it just like, all of a sudden we, it clicked and we both were like, oh shoot like we're like only a week into our relationship and we like really really like i like accidentally says i love you like <laughs> like just I, really I really i did, <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> um and but i said i love you too uh because days I, later yeah but also no but i also i kid you not literally <laughs> mikey who was in my class he can literally vouch for this i'm pretty sure it was mikey i don't think i told Steph. 
but I remember like we would talk on the phone and like for anyone that knows this like my family does not say I love you on the phone like it's just like a thing I don't know and sometimes I'll like like forcefully say it now where I'll be like bye love you I love you and they'll be like oh love you too bye kind of thing but at the time like we didn't say I love you on the phone I've been out of a relationship for forever so like I it wasn't a thing and for some reason after we would FaceTime and after we'd get off the phone I'd be like Mikey I keep wanting to say I love you to him this is so weird like why like it's like making me freak out like am I gonna be obsessed with him like is he gonna break my heart like what's going on like why do I want to say I love you on the phone and we've only been together for like a week or two like what is going on and so then it I think that's why in a weird way we both accidentally would say I love you but we really were both feeling it at the same time and I think that shows how intense our feelings were for each other because yeah because of that you're so cute I just felt like I wanted to say that because I just feel like it's so easy for us to look at something like I would have literally when I say this I'm not trying to like be like humble or like Mm. be a certain way like I genuinely mean it like I would have never pictured myself with Brody let alone he's the exact opposite of everyone I dated and I think that's why I think because I love you and you are so special to me and you are so different from everything because you are who I'm supposed to be with. You literally match me perfectly. And, but like not match me, like you like balance me out. You compliment me. Yeah. Um, But it's just something where like, I would have never pictured myself being with him. I was told I would never be with him. And then you, again, you were someone that I really, really liked that I would have never pictured myself to like, besides if I look back at like my childhood crushes and I'm like, no, that makes sense. (laughs) But, But still, like, I just feel like showing people that you literally could never predict what's going to happen. You can even be told to you, this is not meant for you or this is never going to happen. And then it does. That's huge, though, too, especially I think that builds power, builds like energy and strength. Just being told you can't do something, because I find that with my own life, too, is where, you know, if somebody tells me I can't do something or it's not going to work out, it's like an instant green light. And I am, I make it happen. And I, and sometimes I don't even mean to. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, motherfucker, watch me. And then <laughs> other times it's like, kind of more subtle. And like somebody says, no, there's no way that'll ever work out. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know, we'll see, I guess, kind of thing. And then it does. And it's like, I keep finding myself in spots where it's like, somebody ever says that you can't do that. I, I always end up doing it. <laughs> that's something. why I tell you that all the time. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm totally joking. You always just emotionally beat the shit out of me. No, like, no. Every night, you're a piece of shit, bro. No, I never say that. I never <laughs> say anything. Never be successful. Stop. I never <laughs> say anything like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. I love you. No, she's so supportive. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be doing this podcast without her. <laughs> All the support in the world. Oh my goodness, she's covering her face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. You're so supportive. I love you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. Remember when we were like, okay, let's make a short 30-minute podcast. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we actually kind of got to go. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, no, this was super sweet. Yeah, first time I ever saw you was across the room, and it was literally like hair toss over your shoulders and you walk away and like because you were laughing you like tossed your hair laughing at somebody behind you but you were walking away from me so you like looked back we didn't make eye contact but like you tossed your hair and like laughed and then looked back forward and kept walking and I was like it was across the salon and I was like 
wow. It was <laughs> my first thought when I ever laid eyes on you. Was that was that during your men's cut or was that the second time you went um, to get your hair cut by stuff? Do you remember? I don't remember which one it was because they're both like pretty I just wanted together. to know if I was doing that naturally or if I was doing that to try and look cute to you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you saw me. Cause I, it was or like, did I? Yeah, you, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, word probably spread fast because I, I, I walked in, checked in first, then sat down and I, uh, I, I think it was before I sat down, I was standing there and I looked out looking for Steph and I saw you. Oh. You like stood out like a light in a cave. It was like, bing, like there oh you are. Oh my god, bing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it, and that, it's, it's just like. It was, it's the weirdest thing. I can't explain it because it sounds like super shitty, but like, because I wasn't looking for, Mm-mm. for like, I was already in a relationship at that point, mm-hmm. but like. And I, also for anyone who knows, that's literally not his character at not all. Not at all. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sound like it, it sounds like there's no way to say this without sounding like a douchebag, but, <laughs> but like you just stood out. I couldn't, I couldn't not. Like my eyes were drawn to you. As soon as I saw you, I was like, "Whoa, dang!" Like, mm-hmm. she's pretty. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, you just caught my eye, and I was like, "Okay, nope, okay, back to life." <laughs> back to life. But just kidding. No. Look at us now. Uh huh. I know. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's crazy, and that's why I just wanted to just voice that because I just feel like that's something that. Again, literally, I would have never, ever imagined or pictured or yeah. anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> Your episodes are so fun. I love recording with you. I'm, I'm going to have you on more just because I enjoy sitting down with you. And, and we share so much life together. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to especially, you know, just having having you on, especially if I like I really want my children listening to this, that, like, you and we Stephanie should, just being should, part like, of the family. Well, I guess not drink, but we should just like record a podcast on our for your anniversary. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. It'd be awesome. Definitely. June fourteenth. Yep. <laughs> You're so cute. Yes, well, me at midnight on June thirteenth. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it was like just after midnight. And mm-hmm. I was like Yeah, I, I remember I was like, what was the date? And then I realized like a couple of days later I was like, wait. No, I asked you, our, our date's actually not the 13th, it's the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like so excited too, because I'm like, oh my goodness, Valentine's Day also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you planned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, not even, because it was the 13th, and then it was like, I don't even remember. It was like, it wasn't one, but it was like somewhere before 1230 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, it, it actually was the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> but... I love you so much. Okay, everybody, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for for tuning in. I I love doing this. Thank you so much for all your support. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. It's it's getting deep and honest and real. So, mm-hmm. you know, think what you will. I don't care. Uh, this is more. I'm just providing an example and yeah. sharing my life experience and sharing what I've gone through and what I'm learning along the way. So, if you enjoy it, thank you. Mm-hmm. I love you, Katie. And I love all of you. I love all of you, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see you on the bonus episode on Wednesday. Rock on. Peace. Peace. (laughs)